Hey everybody, welcome to Pedestal. Today we are continuing our open book series walk through James 1 as we go through verses 8 through 18. And God has a, another great message as he always does. So uh, I'm so excited you guys are here listening and get to enjoy this and then dive into this Bible study with me again. So if this is your first time tuning into Pedestal, welcome, welcome, welcome. Pedestal is a community of people who understand that though each human is a beautifully crafted piece of art, we are not the greatest artwork in the museum. In fact, our cracks and fractures are not even worthy of display, yet we are still valuable. Our value, however, is found in elevating the perfect artwork in order to glorify the master artist, our creator. So we serve our life as the pedestal, elevating Jesus high above all things and what a great honor that is so welcome all right and so today we are jumping back into the open book series which i am stoked about i love the open book series it's so good for me to be able to kind of voice this and be able to play some of my bible studies back um it's it's really good for me to kind of hear that and be able to hear what kind of I was thinking at the time. It's kind of, again, like, again, this whole podcast is essentially a journal entry for me. This is kind of like my Bible study journal entries because they're logged. Um, I can go back and listen to them at any time, right? Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm super excited about today. I hope you guys are too. I'm sorry if my voice sounds different. I'm in a different room. Normally I'm back in the bedroom. Uh, in my closet back there, we got a little walk-in closet in this apartment. But Moses's crib, my son's crib, is back there, right beside it. And this is way too loud for me talking. It would be way too loud. It'd wake him up. And so, since Jordan's went started her residency, it's been a lot more difficult to be able to get our podcasts out and and find that time because last week was her first week of residency, and she worked seventy-five hours last week, uh, Monday through Saturday. So she had, uh, she gets Sunday off, but um, yeah, it's just a lot more difficult to kind of get that space and get that time. But anyways, um, yeah, dude. So let's just jump on into this and and kind of dive away because these tend to be a little longer. I'm going to try to go a little bit faster because we have taken a long time to get through the first eight verses. So I'm going to try to expand it a little bit um, just so that we can we can cover more ground and aren't in James for the rest of the year. So, all right, let's, let's dive on in. All right. So if you haven't listened to the, f- the first two episodes on this, because this is our th- part three of the James study, um, definitely go back and listen to those. It gives a lot of good background knowledge and understanding and information on where we're at and how we got to where we are. And then what verses one through eight are telling us in order so that we can, you know, move forward. So if you're listening to this, I would highly recommend you pause, go back and listen to uh, the first part, the James one, one through, I believe it was four. And then, and then the the second episode, which was five through eight. So um, yeah, go ahead and go do that if you haven't done that yet, but we're jumping in and starting at Verse 9 today, so let's just, let's go here. It says, let the brother of humble circumstances boast in his exaltation, but let the rich 
boast in his humiliation, because he will pass away like a flower of the field. For the sun rises and together with the scorching wind dries up the grass. Its flowers fall off and its beautiful appearance perishes in the same way the rich person will wither away while pursuing his activities. Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to uh, those who love him. No one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God, since God is not tempted by evil and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. And we've mentioned that. I believe that was the first episode. We mentioned that verse right there, verse 15, in correlation to verse 3, 3 and 4. But, yeah. So then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. By his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. All right, I think we'll stop, stop there. Verse 18 is where we'll stop. Yeah, because then it kind of goes on into a new section. So, all right, so basically what this is telling us is that the humble will be exalted and the prideful, the arrogant, um, the people who feel like they have everything that they possibly need, that they don't need anything, that they've got everything uh, on their own, that they don't need God, they're going to be, they're going to be uh, humiliated. And then, man, I mean that imagery is crazy though. Ain't it? In eleven, for the sun rises and together with the scorching wind dries up the grass, its flower falls off, and its beautiful appearance perishes. Like that is an imagery of just straight up death, scorched earth in the process of scorched earth. Like scorched earth hadn't even happened yet, but you're watching it happen in the process, you know, and that's a, like when you, when you go and you look at a, you know, a desert or a place that used to be fruitful and is now just barren and no trees, no plants, no nothing. So disheartening, right? But imagine watching that process happen. Imagine watching, just sitting there and watching all the plants just die off and be scorched up by the elements, the the wind and the the sun. Man, that's that's crazy. And so that's what it, that's what this imagery is saying. Saying in the same way, the rich person will wither away while pursuing his activities. So as you watch these people who think they have it all together, and and when I say these people, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm saying these people is us people. Right, this is a heart check. This is a reality check. Like when you think you've got it all figured out, or that you're better than somebody else, or that you kind of see that um, prayer in—I can't remember where it is in Scripture, but it's the where the Pharisee. It's the parable that Jesus gives, where the Pharisee is praying that next to the tax collector, and he's like, 
God, thank, thank God I'm not like him. Thank you that I'm not as bad as him and that I fast and that I pray and that I do all these things. Thank you I'm not as bad as him. But then you've got this Pharisee on the, or this uh, tax collector on the other hand who's like hanging his head and crying out and beating his chest in prayer to God. And God says that he's the one who walks away justified in his prayer and not the Pharisee. And it's that same mentality, right? It's so this, I'm not, when I'm saying the rich person, I'm not pointing a finger saying they, I'm saying us, right? We are the rich person in many cases. Let's, let's have a heart check and say, am I the person who's actually believing that I've got it all together just because I was raised in a Christian home or just because I have a podcast going or just because I read my Bible or because I fast or because I, you know, do these things, does that make me better than somebody else? Am I now becoming that Pharisee or that rich person who has it all together? I don't know, man. So that's that's a heart check. That's something to kind of look at. But in that same way, the rich person will wither away while pursuing his activities. You just sit there and watch. Humans are on looking and, and just t- witnesses to and think about how many people we're seeing go down this path of chasing after our activities, pursuing activities, pursuing our career, pursuing uh, women or men or pursuing status and fame or whatever it is. Like, gosh, so many people that that are doing that, so many people who are pro- professing believers who are doing that, even pastors, even podcast hosts are trying to trying to make their name big, trying to make their uh, church big so that they can, whatever purpose it is, but if, uh, if, they're, if they're doing it for the purpose that's not solely to glorify God from a humble perspective or a humble circumstance, then they're going to be humiliated. Mm, that's powerful. That's interesting. So, Verse 12, blessed is the one who endures trials because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And we've already talked about the trials in in the first episode, man, and that's just solidifying exactly that. But we will receive the crown of life. So there's a crown. Now, there's multiple crowns that that the Bible talks about that people will will receive based on their actions and based on what they do that, that believers will receive in heaven based on certain things that they've done in life. It's, it's little extra rewards. Again, you don't earn your salvation, but there are rewards that you do earn based on what you do and based on your obedience to the Lord. And so there's a, here's a mention of the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. If we endure trials, um, Man, that's good. So, no one, yeah, no one undergoing a trial should say I'm being tempted by God again. We talked about that uh, in the first episode, so I'm not going to go into that too much. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. I'm sorry, my cat is is going crazy right now, but I hope y'all can bear with this. I'm telling you. So there's a different situation that I'm not used to. So I apologize, but hopefully it's not too distracting. Don't be deceived. My dear brothers and sisters, every good and perfect gift is from above 
coming down from the Father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. By his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. By his own choice, he gave us birth. (sighs) By his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So God is, oh man. So first off, God, everything that's good comes from God. That's what this is. Every, everything that is good comes from God. Don't be deceived. Don't think that you've earned good things or you've created good things on your own. Don't think that because you've worked hard that you've just earned money, but that's completely and totally from God. Just because you've got a status, that's not you earning that status. Yeah, maybe you've grinded out, maybe you've done some background work, but God didn't have to bless you with that. So it's saying any good thing that you have in life is from God. And not that status is necessarily good. It is a platform that you can use to glorify the Lord. But when you are financially stable, I believe that's a good thing. When you are, um, when you do have a job that you get to work, when you do have a family, when you do have kids, when you do have parents that love you, when you do have a friend who cares for you, when you do have a place to rest your head and lay down at night when you have the ability just to be able to tap in and listen to whatever you want to listen to music wise or what, like these are all good things, but they don't come from you. They all come from God. God has blessed you and allowed you to, to have that. And I think that's so amazing. And I'm going to flip back to Deuteronomy because I've been going, like I mentioned, I've been going through this Deuteronomy study and this thing kind of hit hard the other day when I was reading it. So it says, ooh, this is so good. Because I had posted on my personal Facebook page talking about how this is the state of the country that we're in. And so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but essentially it's saying don't forget God. He's given you so much. So it says here at the beginning, it says, be careful that when you or that you don't forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commands, ordinances, and statutes that I'm giving you today. It says, When you eat and are full, and build beautiful houses to live in, and your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold multiply, and everything else you have increases, be careful that your heart doesn't become proud, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions, a thirsty land where there was no water. He brought water out of the flint rock for you. He fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers had not known, in order to humble and test you, so that in the end he might cause you to prosper. You may say to yourself, My power and my own ability have gained this wealth for me. But remember that the Lord your God gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant he swore to your fathers as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve them and bow and worship to them, I testify against you today that you will perish. Like the nations the Lord is about to destroy before you, you will perish if you do not obey the Lord your God. And so that's Moses 
talking for the Lord to the Israelites as he's about to send them across into the land, uh, the promised land that God had promised them because Moses wasn't allowed to go. So he was essentially saying, go over there and don't mess up. I can't be there to lead you guys, but just follow God's uh, lead, follow his ordinances and his commands and his statutes. You failed a million times throughout this whole process. Please don't fail now because he wants you to have this land and to bless you with this. And he gives you everything. But I think the emphasis there is verse 17. It says, You may say to yourself, My power and my own ability have gained this wealth for me. How many of us do that? We all do that. We say, Well, thank you, God. God's given me, you know, a life. He gave me a job, but he didn't give me this raise. I worked hard for this raise. I earned this money. I earned this. Yeah, God's blessed me with family, but, you know, I was the one who worked hard to keep the family. It was really my doing and then verse 18 says but remember that the lord your god gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant he swore to your fathers as it is today so that's kind of going back to this same verse 17 in james every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows he doesn't change he's the same as as mentioned i believe it's in hebrews that jesus is the same yesterday today and forever yeah hebrews 13 8 god is the same he doesn't change he's not this god who we can't trust in or who alters the way he thinks or the way he lives or the way he acts all the time like He's the same. He's not changed by shifting shadows. So we can trust him. And just like every good thing, everything was created at the very beginning in the Genesis 1 story, in the creation story. And then it was all deemed good. He said it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. And then after he creates man and sees how kind of the whole system's working, he says it's very good. Everything that he creates is good. And so everything that has been created, that is good, has come from him. So he gives us everything that's good. He gives us all those things. So just remember that. It's not you earning these things. It is God blessing you with these things. Now he will bless you sometimes based on your efforts. That's not 100% guarantee because sometimes he allows you to go through trials like James just mentioned earlier. Trials are good things, actually. So that's a whole other point. So you could say these good, you know, monetary things to have. But James really, before even getting to that point, he's saying even trials are good. Trust the trials. And so when you feel like you've worked hard and you've God should bless you with the money or that raise or whatever, God will bless you with a trial sometimes because those trials will produce endurance so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Guys, this is... This is the Bible, and we just got to trust that God is in control. He is, as long as we keep our focus on Him and keep His commands and statutes, essentially being obedient to Him, essentially not offending Him or turning away or running from Him. If we just stay, keep our eyes fixed on Christ and do what we are to do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for man. Like if we do these things, God will continue. To bless us. It may not be the way that we want to be blessed. Again, trials are blessings. Trust that. 
but it may sometimes be financial freedom. It may sometimes be that job that you wanted or to be able to, to land the house that you were hoping that you'd be able to land or whatever it may be. But that it's not your decision to judge what is the good in this situation. It's not your decision to judge if it's better to have that thing or better for to have the trial of getting that thing and not being able to get it, whatever you're trying to attain. So that is what we have to just trust that the Lord knows best in those situations. And then verse 18, by his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So God chose and he gave us birth by the word of truth. So God gave us, it's that rebirth mentality, right? It's God saved us. He's, he's cleansed us of our sin. He's made us a new creation by the word of truth, by Jesus Christ, because Jesus is the word. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the word of truth. So he's given us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures, which if you know Old Testament, first fruits is what, that's the beautiful sacrifice, right? It's, it's the pure, unblemished, spotless lamb that you sacrifice for the Lord. It's the best of the best of your crops that you give first. It's the first fruits that you give. It's, it's the tithe mentality. So if you all know about tithing or giving in the church, you give your first 10% typically is what is, what is often thought of. That's what the tithe kind of means. It's that first giving, whether it's 10%, 15%, 20%. Some people even say it's 25% based on certain scriptures. But we often know it is 10%. And it's not your last 10%. It's not, okay, I'm going to do pay my bills with it first. I'm going to pay to go out and eat at this place first. And I want to do this thing. And then I'll give my last 10th. No, it's your first 10th. The first 10th that you get when you get your money, you divide it up into 10ths and then you take one and you put it aside. That's the first thing that you do when you're budgeting. You put it aside and say, that is going to my tithe. That's kind of essentially how the Old Testament tithing worked. And, and a lot of people still practice that today. But it's a first fruit. It's your first fruits that you give God. It's not the last. Again, it's your first and best. And so we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. We get to be that beautiful offering, that beautiful. And, and God loved offerings, right? That As the psalmist says multiple times, it's a beautiful aroma to the Lord when and it, it sounds crazy to us, right, that we're burning, you know, these animals or the fruits or whatever it is. But the, the burnt offering was something that is such a beautiful aroma to the Lord. It was he, he was so pleased with it because not because of what was happening necessarily, but because of the heart of the people. They were willing to give up the best of the best that they had that they that could have fed them for a long time in order to trust that God knows how to provide for us, that he uses animals, that he uses money to provide for us. But the money is not what is, what is our provision. The money is not how we live. We live on the bread of life that is Christ. It's another Deuteronomy thing that I was going through that 
and, and even in the temptation when in the wilderness when Jesus was being tempted, he says, "Make that you're, you're starving. Make that stone into some bread." And Jesus says, "Man does not live on bread alone, but out of every word that comes from the Lord." And so we have to understand and trust that God is going to provide for us regardless. That's a whole other side story. But by his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Man, what a, what a honor that is to be, to be a first fruit of his creature, a, a offering. Those who have been redeemed, those who have, been, who have turned their life to Christ and have been a, made a new creation, a creation that is pleasing to the Lord. Not that we're perfect, again, a million times over, not that we're perfect, but we have been made a new creation, one that pleases the Lord, and we get to live our life as a living sacrifice, as a first fruit for His create, for, of His creatures. We get to be that. It's an amazing, 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 amazing truth. Um, man, that's good stuff. And so... Man, I think that's kind of where we're going to stop today. This is pretty good stuff, man. And I thank you guys for listening in, for tuning in, to following along. God is good, but humble yourself. You know, humble yourself. Don't let your pride get in the way. That's kind of the message from 9 through 18. And as I've cross-referenced some other verses in the Bible, but it comes down to be humble. Don't let pride get in your way and think that you've got it all figured out. Don't feel like you've earned everything that you have, that it's been your hard work and your grit that's gotten you to where you are. It's the Lord blessing you. And he may bless you for that, yes, but that's not the only people he blesses. So don't don't take it as it's it's your hard work that has earned you these things. It's God who's blessed you with these things. Humble yourself because you do not want to have the sun rise and together with the scorching wind dry up the grass and you find yourself being that grass that's dried up or you you having the flower fall off and your beautiful appearance perishing because the rich person will wither away while pursuing his activities. Focus on Christ. He is not tempting you to evil. He is not tempting you to, to fall. He loves you. He cares for you. Trust him. Humble yourself. Follow him. You will have trials, but sometimes those trials are blessings. Trust that the trials are blessings and that just because you're not getting your way is not the end of the world, that God is still sovereign. He still loves you. He still cares for you. Stay focused on him. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same as he was back in when he was leading Abraham back when he was talking in the Garden of Eden with Adam, back when he was leading Moses through the desert. Like, he's the same. So trust him. He wants a fruitful life for you. He wants an abundant life for you. And by his own choice, he gave us birth, those who believe in him, those who trust in him. Just believe, just trust. And if you do, then he's giving, then he's given us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits living sacrifice um, that's pleasing as in a pleasing aroma for him 
kind of first fruits of his creatures. Man, I love you guys. I hope this has been fruitful for you guys. It's been good to me. It's been very helpful. Um, just kind of putting these words out there and, and getting these thoughts together, man. God is so good in his book and his word, and he's so faithful. And this is the word of life. This is what's given us life. This is our daily bread. Dive into it. Trust it. Be fed by it. And you will see an amazing an amazing change in your life. It's, it's, it's similar to if, if I'm eating McDonald's every day versus I start eating farm fresh, right? Like I'm going to see and feel a difference in my body because it is nutritious. It is life-giving. And if you're listening to or reading things that are not life-giving, that are soul-sucking, a lot of times we listen to sinful things or we read books that, that pull us away from the Lord or make us question the Lord. And they may be really interesting, maybe really interesting Netflix series. But if it pulls us away from the Lord or causes us to, to think thoughts that aren't true and holy and, and pure, then it's pulling us away. Whereas the Bible will bring us back into that relationship, back into that truth, into that right mindset, and we'll see the fruit from that. So I hope you all will dive into this. Um, again, one of the main reasons that we do this this open book series is not just to get the words from what we're whatever we're walking through. That's a big part, but it's it's to kind of spark that energy for Bible study and seeing how there's how it's so amazing, how there's so many cross references, how there's no conflicts, there's no um, or conflicting ideas, um, none of that in the Bible. Like this is a perfect word. It's a perfect truth. And God is so good, and we're so, um, it's such a blessing that we get this. We get access to the Bible. And not just in one translation, in all the translations, in all the millions of different ways, whether it's digital or physical or listening to it on audio, like just dive into it. Take time. Spend time with the Lord, and you will see some amazing fruit come from it, man. God is good. God is love. God is sovereign. And so if God's love and God is in control of everything, then all we can do is trust and obey. And so I pray that you will dive into his word to understand enough what he's saying so that you can be obedient in those things and see how he will bless your life through the trials or through the gifts and grace that he does give you. Man, this is good stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited to move forward with this. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that my cat Irma is her name. because we got her as a rescue from Hurricane Irma. Um, I hope she didn't mess with you too much. We also got another cat named Dexter who's outside. He's named after uh, the TV show Dexter that my wife watched, like, I don't know, however many years ago. I've still not seen it. I've heard it's good. I don't really plan on watching it, but who knows? (laughs) So, uh, love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Much love. God bless. And talk to you next time.